Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to a sunshine edition of Homo Sapiens. Why is it called a sunshine edition? Well, because it's coming to you from my garden. Because it is beautiful weather and I am going to catch me some rays. Now, can you hear that crow? How could how could you not? Big news in the Sweeney Garden today is that there was a bird who was unwell. He was a crow. He was on the floor. So then all his mates started like roosting around in the tree above i think trying to get him help anyway he's now gone can't find him anywhere and i'm hoping i don't know i don't know what happens i fear the laws of the jungle come into play he may be a goner or maybe his wing will repair but i don't know where he's gone maybe he was just tired found the uh the strength to get back up into the nest the guys will splint him take him to cheltenham a and e don't know but that's the big news in the garden today. Aside from the fact that Arthur Parkinson, who was on a few weeks ago, would be very proud of me because I've got all sorts bringing up. Lovely cow parsley, which is like a tiny white flower. Google it if you know it, or if you don't know it, more, more to the point. I grab a bunch of that and I put it in a vase. I used to try and grow it in my garden in Hackney and I bought seeds. And all I'm going to sell you is in Norwerky. Uh, so, oh. Husband? No, delivery person. The dog hasn't worked out that there's a delivery person here. He's scanning it. He hasn't seen me either. I've moved low. I'm hoping the man can get out without the dog knowing. I wonder what he's delivering. Um, completely forgotten what I was saying. As I look down, I'm on my kitchen. No, I'm not on my kitchen. I'm at my garden table. I've just found a lid for a bottle of wine, which tells you it's been a wild summer here at Sweeney Towers. And also I notice that my husband has left all the dumbbells out from a training session earlier. Okay, things to tell you, listeners. Very exciting things. The Homo Sapiens playlist has landed. It's all your favourite floor fillers, all your favourite songs. I've put them together on Spotify. It's live. Go to the link in our Instagram bio to find it. It will be added to over time, a crucial fact. And send us any of your suggestions, anything you like, and thank you all for contributing to it. It is really good. So many of you replied and contributed. So it's a brilliant, I think it's many hours long. So well done and thank you. Can you hear that noise? That's the man strimming the graveyard next door. Would it bother you living next to a graveyard? Which I do. It doesn't bother me at all. 
But I suddenly thought about it the other day. I was like, I wonder if people would not like that. It doesn't bother me. But there are two gravestones that make up part of the wall in my house, which is mildly terrifying. Because apparently, in the olden days, as they say, late 90s, they used to use them to uh, build walls. Old gravestones. Anyway... This week, we've got such a good episode this week. It's Pride Month. We're talking about how to celebrate it. A lot of you said that you wanted activism this Pride Month. So who better than activist 101, Munro Bergdorf? First things first, I love her. She is such an amazingly kind woman who has been through the ringer in many ways because she sticks up for trans people's rights. She's a trans woman. She's a black trans woman. A lot of her work that sort of brought her to prominence was to do with that. But she's many, many, many more things than that. She is a model. She's an activist. She's a writer. She's writing her first book. I haven't read it. It's not out yet. She hasn't written it yet. One of the things you listeners were asking for was activism and the exclusion of trans people from the ban on conversion therapy. And brilliant. We've been taking to the streets about it. It's excellent. But this Pride Month, so many people have been saying something which I think is so true. It's like, let's make sure that Pride Month is about, yes, celebration, but sticking up for those within the spectrum of LGBTQIA plus and beyond who do not have the same rights where the rights aren't even and trans people and non-binary people really need help right now. And the ban on conversion therapy excluding them is one of those things. And we talk a load about that. And have you listened to Reverend Richard Coles, which was last week's episode? He's wonderful. Lots of you wrote in saying how nice it was, how lovely and honest it was. So why don't you have a listen? Decide for yourself. Oh, sun's out. See, this is why I did it outside. Can't see the screen, so I'll just busk from here. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. That's uh, what I'd like you to do. I'd like to write to it, and I'd like you to say things, ranging from what you're going to do today, what you're going to have for breakfast, to the important issues of the day, what you think of the ban on conversion therapy excluding trans people, and what you think Pride Month is. So quite the spectrum, but I would appreciate messages on all of them. Speaking of which, let's read a few emails. Andrew from Montreal has been in touch about last week's episode with Richard. Good morning. I just finished listening to the latest podcast with Reverend Richard Coles and the discussions on grief were hitting directly my heart and my home as my partner of nine years, Alan, died suddenly on June the 10th, 2021. Alan, that is so sad. As a poet, I express my grief through poetry. To mark the anniversary of Alan's death, I have collected the poems I have written over the past year about him, our relationship and its end, and produced a chapbook which I sent to friends who knew him personally. This is so lovely. The whole process of writing and distributing the poems has been both very rewarding and very revealing of the many ways in which queer relationships are denied and diminished both within and outside the LGBTQ community. I've also posted a downloadable version of the book on my blog, so we'll share that in the show notes tankawanga.wordpress.com and your podcast is always a highlight of the week thank you so much um message from instagram on instagram from paul in leicester hi chris just wondered if you'd come across this page yet it's a queer photographer who travels to the states to document trans youth and their supportive families in states where anti-trans legislation has been passed the stories are heartwarming and inspirational and i think people would get a lot out of it well paul that's much appreciated of you so it's an instagram profile called jesse j-e-s-s-e frieden f-r-e-i-d-i-n and photographer author queer human wonderful well go and check it out everyone 
And we got another one, some more good news from Australia. So Anoush wrote in with some good news, queer news from Australia, and she's written in with another email to say even more good news. Oh, my voice went quite so high. Hi, darling Chris and team. Hi, darling Anoush. This week, the Aussie megabank ANZ has announced it is introducing paid gender affirm affirmation leave and allow trans folk to be able to increase self-care. From our SBS news app, ANZ has joined other companies such as Coles. Coles is a big supermarket over there. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know Australia or isn't in Australia listening, Coles uh, loved it. Used to get lovely food. And Allianz that offers similar incentive to their employees. We have decided to formalise gender affirmation leave and give people six weeks of paid leave and up to a total of 12 months of unpaid leave to affirm their gender, Miss McDonald told SBS News. This is fantastic. And that could be anything from medical affirmation to legal affirmation, which could include changing one's name to social affirmation, where someone changes the way they present themselves. Because we know there's no one way people affirm their gender. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It's so lovely to hear this. This is such a positive step. I know we have heaps more to achieve, but I'm loving this news. This is now Anoush saying this. Um, I agree. I've listened to all the Homo Sapiens episodes now, and to my surprise, no one has mentioned misphonia yet. Misphonia is the distress experienced by many when hearing chewing. Ah, I can smell what you're treading in, as uh, uh, someone I used to work with said. I get what you're on about. I hope there's not a word for the being allergic to the sound of crow noises because that would be quite the one on today's episode. I'm a trained therapist. Ah, Anoush, I knew I liked you. I'm a trained therapist and thought you might like to understand that it's a real and overwhelming response that happens. Ah, it's classed as a phobia, but more often results in extreme revulsion and rage as well as terror. I've seen the rage and terror in the podcast reviews about it. So I can corroborate that part exactly like a PTSD response. Oops. Sorry for anyone I've pissed off over the years. It's very difficult for the sufferers. I'm one. Anoush is one. Okay, this is all becoming clear. The cause is not understood. I have my theories based solely on my own experience. With me... I'm now co-hosting this show with the crow. Mate. Um, I have my theories based on solely my own experience. With me, I feel it's related to early childhood abuse. Ah, I'm really sorry to hear that, Anoush. So when I hear that masticating sound, I freak out. Whoa. Okay. I'm really sorry to hear that. Just so the folks without misphonia have a better, perhaps kinder, aka me, context for those of us who do. Happy munching. Just let me run away first. Love to you all, Anoush. Anoush, I love that email. Thank you so much. Final thing before we go and talk to Munro. This week, Love Island, or last week, maybe one week this week, last week, can't remember. Uh, Love Island returned. It was last week. And I saw everyone getting very excited about it and all the rest of it. So I thought we would ask you all what you think of it. Because I am just like, how does it get a free pass? Is basically my question. Uh, Ron says, a lot of self-advertising, a lot of fake love for others. <whistles> Capital 999 says, yawn, I think that's a yawn emoji. Kelly says, where's the gays? Kelly, exactly. Where are the gays? I can't believe. I just think Love Island gets this free pass for so much toxic behaviour and I don't understand it. It actually blows my mind and I feel like I'm an alien when I watch it because I, I understand lots of people love it and all power to it question mark but like the sort of male female stereotypes that it enhances or promotes i just think is aren't we beyond that rye says never watched it never will henry fry says literally the worst elements of our culture combined i'm inclined to agree henry Chiltley says shallow show contributes to the narrative that only the young are attractive and deserving yes completely km747's tired and predictable format but everyone loves a dating show everyone does love a dating show Absolutely right. 
Just sorry, just pausing there. My husband approaches. Hello. What's all this? All the bits from your workout. He's asked me to put it away for him. Maybe you could. You won't have heard what he said. He said, I do most of the tidying up round here. Now, if I was a therapist, which I'm not, although I often talk like one, I would say there was a lot to unpack about that statement. It's bringing up issues outside of the current discussion. It was a little passive-aggressive, listeners. Well, the dog's joined me now. Hello, Ridley. He's on my side. Goodness me! Right. Overrated, heteronormative, glorifying old and outdated stereotypes, says BSEA. Hard no, 5114. Rubbish, says Peter. I want a queer season, says Paul. Bird says never watch and never will. They all look the same, says Johnny. It's a shame that anyone different wouldn't make the cut. It's really interesting that everybody resoundedly did not like it on Instagram. What I thought was that loads of queer people like it, and that was the thing that was confusing me so much. I was like, why do queer people like this? Maybe I'm wrong. That's why we ask you. I think it's time to chat to Munro, don't you? Here's our lovely chat with Munro. Oh, and before we begin, one thing she mentions is in 2017, she says something like her whole career blew up or something. So that was, a, uh, just for context, not to be like dragging up old crap, but just for context, because I think it, it helps. In 2017, Munro was hired by L'Oreal as one of their first trans models, I think. And then she got sacked. And that was a big deal. And it was wrong when she was sacked. Key key fact, it was very wrong. It actually ended up being quite a nice ending because she ended up being rehired by them. And it was a real learning experience for everybody. But that was the thing. And you can Google it if you want to sort of find out more about it. But it's an example of like, you know, Munro is somebody who has fought for people's rights and actually was not getting any backing for a long time. And then maybe perhaps has a little more, but it's still always on the right side of history, I would say. So, yeah, just wanted to fill you in on that. Here we go. I'm going to have a word with that crow and I'm hopefully going to catch a tan while you're all having a listen. Here's our chat with Munro. I want to start with the important questions. How many pets do you have now? I've got three dogs and two cats. Wow. So what's the walking situation for the dogs mainly, obviously? They have a nanny who looks after them during the day so that I can get stuff done. But then I look after them. uh, Well, I look after them all the time, but I walk them in the evenings and at weekends. How do you feel about a dog walk? In winter I hate it you see I've got a dog as well and I don't love dog walking I really hate it especially when you've got three of them but in the summer I don't mind it it's just it depends on what mood they're in if they're in the mood where they're just gonna you know play ball and you know be good then that's cool but a lot of the time that's really not the case they twice a day dogs as well they're three times a day what yeah, let me actually just sort this one out because... Okay, no worries. As as you know, this is a podcast with a lot of dogs barking, so feel free to do whatever you need. Great, that'll sort that out. Has it gone round to nannies? No, she's just on the sofa. She was because <laughs> someone was near her bone. What have you been up to lately? I obviously, I see what I see on Instagram of you. I'm minimal I... posting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're... You're my Instagram North Star because you don't post very much and you kind of don't 
overthink it but what you do has real impact oh thank you well I mean that is the goal really Mm. um I think at one point I was really just living online and Mm. I think when you're very busy you um you want to show everything and you want to you know give the full picture of um who you are as a person you want everyone to have as much context as possible you want everybody to understand you know what you're dedicating so much time to and I don't know it just got exhausting for me Mm. and I got to the point where I was like I don't really need to live online because I actually prefer living in the real world in real life and Mm -hmm. being present I don't want to go through life thinking oh this will make good content or you know I just thought what if I actually just you know start retraining myself just to enjoy the moment a bit more and um, I think that's really what I've done and you know I take pictures I do all of that kind of stuff but I mean I'm not thinking of it in terms of how does this look to other people I'm really trying to think about how do I feel in that moment and enjoy that for what it is. I imagine it's it's tricky because it's gone so well for you you know what I mean that like it really has you've become a phenomenon and I mean that in the truest sense of the word, you are a phenomenon and, and and phenomenal. But I imagine when you're trying to separate yourself from things that are good for your mental health in terms of being online, but yet it's this thing that's working really well. Like, how do you how do you delineate those two things? You need to prioritize what matters. Mm. And my career does matter to me, but. I think, you know, one of the things that I really love most about my career is that I've kind of been able to achieve what I have against the odds. Mm. And it's been very much on my own terms. And I'm so glad now that, you know, I'm not the only you know one out there there's there's you know increasingly more trans people getting platforms and I've I'm really really thankful that in some way I've been able to you know help that process along Mm. and I don't know I kind of felt like there was a lot riding on my shoulders really and I felt like if I wasn't the one to say the thing if I wasn't the one to draw attention to a certain issue if I wasn't the one to you know be visible if I wasn't this if I wasn't that and it just got exhausting and I burnt myself out Mm. and now I just kind of feel like, you know, at the beginning of this year, I had a really rough start to the year. It was really bad, like emotionally, it was really bad. And um, I just told myself enough is enough. Everything that isn't making me happy, that isn't serving me has to go. And a big part of that was social media in the way that I was using it. So I really had to reevaluate what is healthy for me. And healthy for me is living in the real world and posting when I feel like it. Yeah, nice. um, Yeah, I mean, I post every now and again, you know, when I have like, I mean, I think also people think that, you know, if you're not posting that you're just like not doing anything. And I really want to just debunk that myth that, you know, you can be successful. You can still have a thriving career and you can still be super active, but actually enjoying what you're doing rather than feeling like you have to, you know, have 10,000 different jobs. Um, And I just feel like, you know, social media is a job in itself and it's increasingly just kind of spinning into a whole different realm where you know you can't just now have Instagram you need to have TikTok you need to like do all this kind of stuff and I'm I'm you know I'm down with TikTok I love TikTok to watch it 
But like to do it, Chow, you're not going to get me doing those dances. <laughs> you're not going to get me doing those challenges. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of want to, you know, just sit and enjoy this year because I've got a busy year next year coming up. So yeah. I'm really trying to be happy and present. I saw you joined TikTok. I joined TikTok. What is the Mumro content? Well, I mean, I'm still (laughs) trying to like think about like, what do I want to do? I know, like, I wanted to join so that, you know, people can just kind of, you know, follow me if they want and then they'll get some content when I figure out what I want to post. But rehashed old Instagram post. with a dance (laughs) Um, no like I don't really know I think I'll do like kind of like some video diaries and things like that but I mean I'm not I'm not putting pressure on myself social media really isn't you know it's not that deep for me anymore for a long time I was really um I just put a lot of gravity on it and I I don't really think that it needs that attention yeah well it's rare to hear someone say that and it's more rare to hear someone who is has a huge presence online so it's refreshing to hear so do you turn your phone off at night I put it on airplane mode I don't but that's because I'm paranoid someone's gonna be ill and call me okay but that's just paranoia (laughs) my phone I mean actually it was off last night it ran out of battery and I was like oh fuck it (laughs) wow wow this is progress um but yeah no I, I I just leave it on airplane mode but it's on silent all the time so oh yeah I literally just look at it when I look at it. No notifications. So I've got like the number that everybody has and then the number that like five people have got. Oh, really? I love that you've got a bat phone. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's Pride Month, right? Mm. Happy Pride. <laughs> Happy Pride. It's really interesting, actually. Like last this time last year, we did an episode of the podcast about our brands taking over Pride. That was the question we asked. Mm. And um, I'm sort of throwing this question in your direction because there's a lot of things going on in the world uh, right now. How do you feel about Pride? Yeah, I feel I feel um, that obviously is 100% necessary. I did a post the other... God, I don't even know how long ago it was, a couple of weeks ago, about how, you know, we need to think of ourselves as a global community rather than just isolated within our borders. Mm-hmm. And things are good for certain members within the uh, queer community in the UK, 
but there's you know the the rights of trans people the rights of queer refugees the rights of um queer people who um have a uterus um all of these things you know are very much um you know uncertain mm. i think the the problem where it is is that we often don't think enough about how easily the rights that we have can be taken away yeah. um, if we look at america in terms of roe v wade and what's happening there no one thought that abortion rights would be taken away or mm. have potential to be taken away as easily as you know it's, it's seeming like it is um and you know trans people have rights um in the uk and, and protected underneath the um, equality act of 2010 but we've got people that are actively trying to reverse that or edit that mm. uh, so we really can't be complacent and when i say happy pride i'm saying happy pride because i want to talk about these things i want to use it as an opportunity to not only celebrate but to um you know highlight and um create community and to yes celebrate but celebrate together so that when it comes time to fighting together we've got a much more robust and cohesive community to fight with and the real issue right now is that we're so fragmented because we're all in these different pockets, um, mm. you know, punching across when we really should, you know, be punching up. Mm. It's, um, it's really frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for pride. I'm, you know, I think that, you know, brands do have a role to play in that, but it needs to be year round. It can't just be, you know, as soon as, you know, pride happens, it's like, hi, gay. Like, do you know what I mean? It it needs to be all the time. You need to be, you know, putting it into the fabric of, you know, who you are as a brand rather than just, um, you know, jumping on board when it comes time to, you know, show face. It's, it's not enough. Yeah. And do you see that, year round with the brands that you you know choose to work with do you feel that there is consistency from some not with the brands that I choose to work with because I'm much you know I've got myself I have in the past and I've been writing about this in my book oh, um, we'll come about, on to that yeah we'll come on to that we're coming for an exclusive one now four years Teddy stop it um I've been writing about how in the past I have felt used and I have I have felt commodified and I think that this is the issue that a lot of queer people within this space face because you know we're faced with the um the dilemma of this brand is offering me money and I don't make money in the same way that cisgender people or straight people do this is an opportunity for me do I take this money and you know be able to pay my rent and feed myself or do I, you know, say, no, um, I, I don't want to uh, be involved in this. It's, and it's, I don't think it's necessarily a terrible thing. I just don't think it's enough. So I don't think it's wrong that brands are, you know, being involved with pride. I just think it's wrong when they're only involved with pride and not involved with the queer community at all uh, yes. around. And it's interesting how activism has become fashion like I feel like we were in for 20 years we were sort of without a movement and then something very heavily linked with Edward Enifel taking over Vogue like kind of said this is what embodies the moment is activism and you were a huge part of that and 
yeah, it feels like that is the final piece of the puzzle in order for brands to get involved year round because activism is something under people's skin year round. Well, fashion has such a huge impact. I mean, that's really has fashion has played a huge uh, role in, um, you know, as a medium uh, for what I've been able to do. The fashion industry has stood behind me when nobody else was really. Mm. You know, when everything happened in 2017, I lost absolutely every single deal that I had in the pipeline. I had hardly any income. My profile was massive, but I had all of the outgoings that everybody else has, but none of the incoming. So it was really, really tough. And in that time, I lost all of my beauty contracts. And I came into this industry, you know, working within beauty. That was like my that was like my um, my focus. And um, it was really, you know, fashion publications and, you know, the people that are the game changers in that space that are, unwi- you know, unwilling to, you know, toe the line. And, um, you know, the way that Edward has revolutionized Vogue, I mean, it is irrecognizable from the Vogue that was underneath Alexander Shulman he's just created a publication that brings people in and shows the world as it is. And, um, you know, fashion should, everybody should feel like fashion is for them. Yeah. If you love fashion, then you should feel like you've got a space in that. Mm. So I'm just really proud to know him, to call him a friend and a mentor. And um, yeah, he's, he's incredible. I think fashion can be dismissed sometimes by people as like being something that's frivolous and I think that it is really important to note that fashion is the birthplace of expression it's where all the misfits gather and I mean misfits in the most beautiful sense of the word it's where you can be different and embraced and I don't feel like we are always aware of the tendrils and effects that fashion has way way beyond like there's that speech in (laughs) (laughs) what does she say again um, oh God, what is it? I can't, I won't because I don't want to do Meryl just in an an injustice. <laughs> she like, said something like um, from a bunch of stuff, doesn't she? At the end, mm. when, like it's not blue, it's not cerulean. It's... <laughs> Let me don't don't. I love that film though. Shout out to Meryl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're it's listening, like, yeah, Meryl, are you a subscriber? Please rate and subscribe. Uh, it's um it's basically like the the blue is the blue you see on the catwalk is actually ends up being the blue on the high street yes but also what edward puts on the cover of vogue means that uh i'm i'm praising here but like means cosmopolitan go okay it's okay for us to do that and then it goes down and then it means mm. and th- mm. that we will represent and we will do this and we will do that and and the same with like time magazine you know Laverne cox on the cover of T- time magazine that gives nervous mm. business a thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like when, when I did my first big interview, I think it was around the time that Laverne was on the cover of Time. I was being referred <laughs> to as the the British 
um, Britain's answer to Laverne Cox, which is lol, because we actually don't have anything really in common apart from the fact that we're both black trans women. Uh, yeah. She is a marvel and she has opened so many doors for so many people. In many ways, she's the first. Yeah. Uh, you know, she is the first black trans woman that I saw in the mainstream achieving things that made me think, oh my God, mm. I've been thinking too small. I wow. can do whatever I want. And that is my aha moment. Um, I mean, I'd started my transition, but in terms of thinking about my future, mm. I haven't seen a black trans woman achieve her wildest dreams. And mm. it made me want to dream bigger and work harder. And you're fulfilling them, my friend. <laughs> so I see you in the most incredible clothes on red carpets uh, in in magazines living your best life which mm-hmm. is while all the while like the clothes are amazing but the activism is great too type thing um and it's both but all the while like you say it we contain and it contains multitudes because there's all so many things that are going on that are really troublesome that you have been speaking out about and I wanted to talk to you about um the ban on conversion therapy and the exclusion of trans people. It's interesting what's going on. I mean, interesting is the wrong word, but... Well, it is interesting. It's, 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 a, it's a multitude of things. Interesting is, is definitely one of them, but um, it's absolutely um, devastating and uh, extremely concerning because we're, we're, we're in a position where trans youth are more likely to attempt to take their own lives, more likely to self-harm, more likely to have uh, poor mental health, all of these issues that trans youth are experiencing and the isolation that being trans and having not begun your transition, how isolating that is, it doesn't make sense. If the government are saying that this is something that needs more attention, then it should have been banned as a priority or, Mm. you know, you should put a hold on it or something or, you know, you can't just say that this is a priority or this is this needs more examination and not do anything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody halting conversion therapy Mm. it harms people allowing it to happen and I I just find it heartbreaking because I know how this is going to look to trans youth and to feel like your government treats you with utter contempt is something that we can both relate to with you know growing up underneath section 28 it's exactly that again yeah all over again and it's it's really heartbreaking because you know they're just gonna grow up traumatized like much of our generation did I now look at you you know uh, like queer kids they don't have half of the same kind of trauma that we had um obviously they've got different kinds of trauma with having to navigate you know losing part of their youth to COVID-19 or Mm. growing up with smartphones and social media and the anxiety that that brings but in terms of how supported they feel by loved ones. And they do have Heartstopper. They do have Heartstopper. <laughs> what did we have? We had Queer Respulk. We had friends <laughs> being homophobic once a week. That they've got options. 
that's the most important thing. We mm. did not have options. We had scraps and crumbs. Yeah. And um, I feel very, very excited to, you know, see, I mean, I had a Yasmin Finney on my podcast. Yeah. Who is like my daughter? I have adopted her. I, oh, I love that! Oh God, we've been speaking like online for a, a while now, and I was like, "Come on, my podcast!" And then I laid in bed the, um, after we'd done it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I could be her mom." <laughs> How did that happen? If I had her when I was seventeen, I could have been her mom. Wow. Yeah, and like she's calling me sis, and I was like. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> I'd prefer mom. <laughs> I think I've reached that point now where, um, you know, I, I have started collecting babies and um, not just pets. It seems that I've got like a handful of. Oh, that's so lovely. Queer kids that are very much like my children, apparently. So, yeah. Wow. We have digressed. Yeah. <laughs> that's this podcast full stop yeah so sorry let me just round off on that point i i I am very very concerned because (laughs) i don't but rose being serious now yes i i i i worry you know i'm patron of a trans kids charity so i hear about kids in distress at the end Mm. of the other and every single time that something like this is in the news it throws a child into crisis and we need to start understanding that transness is not a concept, it is a reality. And these kids can't have their reality toyed with like this under the guise of a culture war. It's not fair, it's not right, and it's not okay. That's the end of part one of our chat with Munro. Stay tuned for part two. Adore her, gets even better. I'm sitting here still in the sunshine, just seeing a squirrel jump. Guy still mowing the lawn next door in the graveyard. Crow seems to have gone quiet. More news as it breaks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.